0: Hallelujah, amen. amen, amen. Blessings and glory. So, we're going to be looking at something interesting today. Yes, I termed it deliverance, so but this is not the deliverance of casting out devils, although, devils will be cast out. <laughs> I mean, when you go preaching this message, devils will be cast out, but you it's not what you be focused on, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. like you, you didn't go and say, "This service is for casting out devils." No? It's just uh, the message brings deliverance. Mm-hmm. So we're going to look at uh, deliverance as the message, and uh, what we're trying to get to, or the point we're trying to get to is to understand or an understanding of the doctrine of Christ. What is the doctrine of Christ? That's where we're headed, right? So let us see Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19.
1: The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Mm -hmm. He has sent me to proclaim freedom of the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, Alleluia. nineteen, right?
0: Yes, So, nineteen. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, I want to, I want to take a look of the word the deliverance, right? Mm. To preach deliverance to what the captives, mm. right? Hallelujah. Mm. So that was Jesus speaking, right? When he went into the temple and he opened <coughs> and he opened the scriptures and he read from there. And if you continue read verse 20, what, what it says in verse 20.
1: Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Mm-hmm.
0: The end of 21? Yes. Okay, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, that, that word was initially prophecy. But it. Was fulfilled in that place that we just saw. So let's see Luke 24, verse 25. <coughs> Excuse me. 24, verse 25. That's 25. I'm going to read. Okay. So we'll read 25 to 27, then we'll read 44. Okay. So. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning as Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Hallelujah. Amen. So like I always say, in the scriptures, there are things that concern Christ. And then there are things that are history. And then there are things that concern other people in it. But, whenever you see Christ reading from the scripture, everything he always reads from the scripture are what? Things concerning himself. And he even told the the people he was talking to, he said, search the scriptures for in them you think you have life but they are they, that is the scriptures, both the written scripture and those people who were writing, they are they which speak of me. Right? So, everything that Christ every time he opens the scripture, he always talks about Himself, right. So that should inform us that whenever we look at the scripture, we should always do what look for Christ. You know, some people will be like, no, they want to see where did Adam get his wife from, where did how many children did Adam have? I mean, those things they're not talking about Christ. So I mean, why why am I looking at those things? Why am I looking for them there? You know, yeah. Or you gotta be looking at how many children Abraham had and so on and so how many wives and all those things. And then they inform your message. Those things are not talking about Christ. So they can't be informing your message. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's see forty four of that same place.
1: He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses. The prophets and the
0: Psalms. Okay. So you see, the law of Moses from Genesis to is it Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. yes. In the in the prophets, and also in the what? So in mm-hmm. the Psalms. That is almost the entire Testament. Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it didn't count the judges, but yeah, that's the entire Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So those were the scriptures. Not now that we have even the New Testament added to the Bible. But for them at that time, those were the scriptures. So you see what he said, everything that is written concerning me has to be fulfilled. right? You see, like I told you, he always talks about himself. Whenever he opens the scriptures, he talks about himself. right? Mm -hmm. Because Christ is the message, nothing else. Alright, so uh, there's a lot of scriptures for us to look at here. So in your own study, you can look at Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Mm -hmm. And you can also look at Acts 20, verse 21. And 20. Okay, that's the way I wrote it. So you can also see Ephesians. Let us look at that one Ephesians 4. We're going to see from verse 7. But to
2: each, seven, to, oh, you read 7 to 13. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ appointed it. This is why. It says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does, what does he ascended mean? Except that he also ascended to the lower, lower earthly ruins. Except that he descended to the lower earthly rains he would descend in the very one, ascended. one who ascended. than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe so Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for work of service so that he so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach on until we all reach unity in faith in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature Attending the whole measure of the f- fullness of Christ. Mm. So I want to, I want to take note of this: the
0: unity of our faith is where in Christ, in the knowledge of Christ, not in the knowledge of how to get married or how to heal people, or in the knowledge of what. Christ. That's the maturity of our faith. I don't know if you're getting it. Yeah. That, so that is to say that, that is what we should learn, and you see the gifts he gave are what pastors, prophets, evangelists, what the what is a teacher? Uh, it says here mm-hmm. apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teachers. Yeah, those are the gifts he gave. But I want to understand something here. So these gifts he gave them after he had ascended. Now, why is that important? because it says before he ascended he first descended now he first descended and it was when he descended he captured captivity i don't know if you get him. Mm-hmm. yeah he took captivity captive that's what he tells us in some bible translations or in some others he said he took the enemy captive right so he captured captivity in other words he captured the adversary or he captured the devil right mm-hmm. now capturing the devil he has defeated the devil right and then he did what he ascended so after he finished the work in the dissension he did what he ascended now when he ascended he now gave gifts now what are those gifts for it has told us those gifts are for what for perfecting the saints in the words knowledge of christ not in the knowledge of the enemy
3: mm-hmm.
0: so you don't go about preaching about the devil mm-hmm. Whether you're an evangelist, a pastor or whatever, you don't go for preaching about the devil, you go about preaching about Christ because the devil has been finished. So true. I don't know if you're seeing this. Yeah. yeah. So the, the those gifts are for what? For equipping the believers, for perfecting the body of Christ in the what? The knowledge of Christ. Not in the knowledge of any other thing. I don't know if you're seeing this. Mm. Yeah. What's the knowledge of any other thing? The knowledge of Christ for what? For the perfecting of the saints. So, if it's not the knowledge of Christ, it cannot perfect the saints. I don't know if I'm making sense. Okay. So, the command and the purpose of the church is to teach. And the teaching is for perfecting and equipping of the saints. Alright. So, therefore, every believer has been called to this purpose or ministry. Now, and does not require special dreams or visions and so on. So at salvation, you were called, justified, glorified. I just correction. Hmm. That scripture, I think we remember it. Uh, where was it? Was it in Corinthians? Anyway, we'll look at it later. So, but that is what the believer has received as salvation. He has been called, right? He has been justified, and he has been glorified and so now he has been called for the work of the ministry. right? So, the responsibility of the church, the local assembly, in other words, those men he gave gifts. You see, he said he gave gifts to some. I don't know if you're getting it. To some. So, it's not everyone that has been called to be what? Pastor, evangelist, all those things. But, there's something interesting you have to understand. All the believers have been called. But some have been giving gifts to be what? Pastors, evangelists, prophets. Now, what are those their gifts for? It's not for enriching their pocket. It's for what? Equipping the saints. So, if you're being equipped, that means there's work for you to do. So, the other ones who are not giving those gifts, they are being equipped for what? The work of ministry. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yes. So, you don't say, no... I don't have the gift of prophet, so... No, you are, still <laughs> you are still required to do ministry. I mean, who else will go out and preach? Mm. The evangelist, the prophet, those guys that are usually in a place preparing believers. That's what it is for, mm. right? Yeah, so they are preparing believers. So now, who will now go out to do the work? It's you, right? Mm. It's you, the believer, who will go out to do the work. They prepare you, the knowledge of Christ. that when you go out, you will not be tossed through and fro by every wind of doctrine. So when you stand, you stand firm and you are able to defend what you have, right? So their their job, they equip you. That was what the gifts is for, for them to equip you and perfect you. And then you go out and you do ministry, right? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So the responsibility of the church and the local assembly, in other words, the responsibility of the the evangelists, the prophets, the apostles, is to build and train believers and release them to do ministry. So, now, there is a problem. The problem is, many churches, many local assemblies are not equipping believers. That's why you find believers who who don't know what they're talking about. Like, they can't even, I mean, they go to preach, they don't even know what to do. When we were growing up, we didn't know what to do. We go out and say we are going for evangelism. We are busy sharing tracts and flyers. That's not evangelism, bro. We are just distributing. Come to my church. Come to my church. <laughs> yeah, we're just advertising the church. We're not preaching anything. Come to my church. Come to my church. It's not. It's not. It's not evangelism. evangelism. And even in 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 the whole essence of the church, it's not even my church. It's the church of Christ. Just like I said, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. So the church is the church of Christ. So nobody owns the church except Christ. Yeah, although we'll look into that one a little bit more at some other time. But yeah. So if it's because believers are not being equipped that they can't go out to do evangelism. You find someone, ah, he has been born again for 10 years, yet he can't defend himself. Right? Somebody from somewhere will bring one religion. And tomorrow we hear, ah, he was a Christian before, now he's in this religion, or now he's an atheist, or now he doesn't believe in God. And all those kind of things, because he doesn't know, he doesn't have the knowledge of Christ. The scripture that, God wants all men to be saved. But that's not where it stops. It said, and to come to the knowledge of truth, and we know who truth is. Truth is a person. So you are saved, Fine. Now, do you know truth? If you don't know truth, anybody comes and brings anything and you you think it's the truth. Because there's only one truth. It says the truth. Mm-hmm. So, any other thing is not the truth. Right? Every other thing is false. It is not the truth. Hallelujah. Okay. So, the reason for... Now, this is why Bible schools have sprung up. Because... Churches and local assemblies are not doing their job. So they decide, okay, let's do Bible schools, let's teach people the Bible. But even those places, they end up not even knowing what to teach. They end up teaching you so many steps to this and so many steps to that. They tell you a lot, lot of long, 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 long story. Right, and the reason for these Bible schools is because churches have failed. And now these Bible schools have also come and they don't also know what to teach. So you find some preacher, he comes out, he says, ah, you want to Bible school, and then what he's saying is not making sense. You're like,
2: "Ah, how did this guy, where did he go, where
0: did he study this thing that he's talking about, right? And you're wondering, so basic truths he doesn't even know. So, the problem is, even the person that was teaching him in the Bible school doesn't even know what he's teaching. So, a teacher who doesn't know what he's teaching will produce inadequate students. Isn't it? Mm. So, Now, what then is deliverance? Coming back to the topic, what is deliverance? Deliverance then is what Christ has done. Deliverance is the message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which brings the forgiveness of sin. So, deliverance, in other words, is the forgiveness of sin. It's not casting out devils and demons. That is a different matter. You cast out devils, but deliverance is not casting out devils. Something else. There's a difference, right? Hallelujah. So, let's see Romans chapter five, verse twelve. Romans five,
1: verse twelve. Okay. It reads, "Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin." And in this way death came to all men because all sinned. Hmm. Should I continue?
0: No. Hold on a minute. Okay. So, you see, some people are like, I don't need to believe in Jesus because I have not sinned. Mm. Right? I've been I've been a good person since the day I was born, you know? Not wronged my neighbor. I've not done this. I've not done that. You remember that rich young fellow mm. who came to Jesus and said, "Master, what must I do to well? What that, to go to heaven or to be saved? To enter the kingdom. Yes, yeah, to enter the kingdom of God. Yes, that's what he was asking. And this yeah. guy told him yeah. that, yeah, yeah? no, Jesus not say the rich protected. young man, yeah. yeah. And this guy told him that okay, that he must fulfill the law. And the guy is like, ah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been keeping the law since in my youth. <laughs> and this guy said, okay, so you've done all that. All right. So the next thing you do now, go and sell everything you have. And then follow me. And the guy was angry and he left. And this guy said, it is easy, but they to pass through the eye of the needle and for rich man to attain to heaven. Now many people have turned that scripture and they're saying, no, if you are rich, you can't attain to heaven. <laughs> they forgot. That was not the message. The question that guy asked was, how do I enter into the kingdom of God? Mm -hmm. Now, the message is buried in that very same thing Jesus Christ said. Mm -hmm. He said, sell your goods and follow me. Mm -hmm. So, following Christ is the way to enter into heaven.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: It's not selling your goods. You see it there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sell your goods and follow me. But people are saying now, is what? If you are rich, you can't enter Mm -hmm. into heaven. Mm -hmm. So, they're giving an excuse for their poverty. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah since <laughs> <This is> for <forward. laughs>
0: Yeah, I like that
1: one. see? He says follow true. me. Follow me. And we don't said. look at that. Yeah. And every time he, someone comes to you, you be like, Follow me. Mm. He called the apostles, mm. follow me. <laughs> Those guys were fishermen, yeah. And they loved everything. Yes,
0: follow me. Anyone he calls, they follow me. Mm. That's the way to enter into heaven. You follow Christ. Mm. It's not any other thing you're talking about. Christ mm. is the way to, to go, to enter the kingdom of God. Alright, so. Wow, this makes sense. <laughs> so now he says here that it was sin, it was by the Adam's sin that everyone became sinner. So coming back to what we we're saying, you know, people are like, no, I've not seen this, 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 this. The told us that everybody became even those who did not sin after the sin of Adam. Because man has already what invented sin. By Adam's disobedience, sin came into the world. That's what it tells us, right? Mm. Adam, it was the same first sin. Right? So, because Adam didn't obey, sin came. So, in other words, somebody was asking one time, I was asking where did sin come from? Is it God that created sin? Is it God, that created death? God didn't create sin, God didn't create death. To answer that question, man created it. Because everything God created was good. Mm. Right? Mm. Uh-huh. So, sin couldn't have been dead, neither could death have been dead. But now we know where it came from in this place it says what through one man mm-hmm. sin and that so that was how sin entered into everything that was good right okay so because of that everybody has become sin. okay let's see ephesians 1 verse 7 verse 7 because of the sacrifice of the messiah His blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we are a free people. I'm going to read to ten. Free of Verse one chapter one? Ephesians chapter one, verse seven to ten. Free I'm reading from the message. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we are a free people, free of penalties and punishments, choked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans He took such delight in making. He set it all before us in Christ. A long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in Him. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet Earth. In other words, He's trying to tell us that Christ is the center of everything. Right. I don't know if you're getting me. Christ is the center of everything. But now, talking about sin, He didn't just set us free, you know. He didn't just set us free halfway and then if you commit a sin, then you fall back into that captivity. When He took captivity captive, He finished it. I don't know if you're getting me. He finished it. So, you as a believer now, you're operating from a place of victory. Not a place of partial freedom. Mm. You remember, sin brings death, and the soul that has sin will die. But just to say that I have, I have come that they might have what life, and have life abundantly. You're getting it? Yeah. And have life abundantly. <coughs> so it's not some life. It's not somewhere along the line the life will finish. Mm-hmm. The life cannot finish because Christ's life is eternal. And Christ is our life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm making sense. Mm -hmm. Christ forever lives. And because he forever lives, me, you, us as believers, have eternal life. Because the life is not in us. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. So, if the undying, the the divine, lives in me, I mean, what are you talking about? The life is forever. Hallelujah. Amen. So, according to the riches of His grace, that was how we got saved. If you read from the KJV. Right? Hmm. That's how sin was removed. It's not by the confession of sin. Now, even in that confession of sins, the scripture where it is gotten from, it says, if we confess our sins, he, so our sins is a he, I don't know if I'm making sense. So therefore, if you want to confess sins, confess he, and that he, in the context of that scripture, is talking about Christ. So, you you say, okay, but I feel weird, confess, uh, not confessing sin. Okay, just confess, but the person confessing is Christ. Confess Christ. You know, you fall into sin. Ah, you say, ah, thank you, Jesus, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ through you. Amen. Mm-hmm. Sin, gets behind me. And you move on. I say, thank you, Father, that we are at unity, at peace, at oneness. You know? And he said, thank you that I no longer have that mind. I have the mind of Christ and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. you want to do your confession, do those. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there are other scriptures we can see, uh, but we're going to take a few of them. I'll give you the others if you want. You can go take a look at it. Let's see Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 to 14. Chapter 1, verse 12 to 14.
2: And giving joy and giving giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. Mm -hmm. 14. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of
0: sins. Okay, so I want to understand that deliverance is a translation deliverance is a movement here he said he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son so if you take a word uh, let's say you take a book right written in english and translate it into chinese the rules of english no longer apply when you are translating it it is the rules of written chinese that applies mm. i don't know if i make any sense So, the believer is no longer under the rule of sin. He is under the rule of the kingdom of his dear son. I don't know if I'm making sense. Mm. So, sin cannot even begin to phantom where you are. It does not know. I don't know if I'm making sense. Mm. Yeah. It does not know where you are. Because you are no longer operating by his rules and laws. You are now in the realm of the kingdom of the Son of God. So there's no way sin can have dominion over you. Because the person that has dominion over you now is what? Jesus the Christ. Are I making sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's see another one. 1 John 1, verse 7.
1: 1 John 1 verse 7, the Bible reads, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Mm -hmm. It's to 10. 10, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. Amen. Amen.
0: Okay. So, this is the scripture where they always say, confess our sins. Mm. But that place is talking to two different people. You can take a look at it again. Read it again. You see
1: Verse 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, Mm. his son, purifies us from all sin. Hold on a minute. Mm.
0: So, you see, the people walking in the light, the blood of Jesus purifies us. He didn't say it has purified. Mm. He says purifies. It's a constant, continuous Mm. sentence. Mm. Right? Mm. That Means it hasn't finished, though. so that means the, the, that, that means
1: become. the sin that is coming, then it's con, con, exactly. continually. Purified. Exactly.
0: So it's not that you were saved, you are purified now. If you go back into sin, you are no longer saved anymore, mm. like some preachers say, okay? Mm. Yeah, because his blood is forever mm-hmm. continually cleansing you. Mm.
1: you get it. And you don't say, as we walk in the light, yeah, and then we confess, then the blood no, There's no. no confession there. It's yeah, just the He said that if you are walking in
0: the light, his blood contains... He didn't say you, when you confess. No. Mm. He didn't say when you say God forgive me. No. Mm. He says if you have come to The light, if you are walking in the light, that is to say, if you are a believer, mm. the blood is forever continually cleansing you.
1: This makes sense, you know. Some people might think, even uh, like just walking in the light, it means like maybe obeying the keeping the rules, yeah. the law. That's what they think, but walking seem, in the light, yes. But actually, like the way you put it, walking in the light is as a believer, believer. Yes. you know, being in Christ because Jesus.
0: That you are the light of this world. Mm. If you believe in christ you are the light of this world yeah. so those walking in the light are those who have
1: believed in christ mm-hmm. because if we say walking in the light is keeping the law and all that kind of stuff you know then there isn't any, it doesn't make sense to say he purifies us from our sins how how is it that you're walking in the light and then there is sin again coming in because if you're keeping the law it means you are you're
2: a sinner
1: yeah and you're mm-hmm. like if let's say if i'm keeping the law like i keep the law i'm walking in the light mm-hmm. There isn't any point of me talking about sin because that means I'm righteous already oh, by yeah. keeping the law. Yeah. yeah, But for him to come and say that, you know, for him to mention sin, it means there's a possibility of you falling, falling. like mm-hmm. committing sin. But as long as we're in that light, right. the blood of Jesus Christ oh, is purified. Okay, so he's
0: talking about people who are in the light. Now continue, mm-hmm. now let's see the other people. Mm-hmm. Verse 8, right?
1: Mm-hmm. If we claim to be without sin... Okay, hold on there now. Mm -hmm.
0: So, remember, Mm -hmm. people walking Mm -hmm. in the light have Mm -hmm. sin, Mm -hmm. but his blood is continually cleansing them. Mm -hmm. Now, these people are claiming they are not with sin. Mm -hmm. Now, what does it say? Continue.
1: We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Okay,
0: stop. So, if you claim you don't have sin, right? Mm -hmm. You deceive yourself. But there is an important thing to note there. The truth is not in you. Remember, the truth is a person. Mm. So, Christ is not in you. I don't, I don't know if you're seeing mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So, he's talking about people who don't have what? Christ mm. in them. The moralists, the law mm.
3: They
0: don't have Christ in them. Okay. Now, what happens?
1: If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. And will forgive us our sins and provide us from all unrighteousness. Okay, hold on. Yeah.
0: So now, for you to understand, there is a commander.
1: Uh, the we confess our sins. The, "The comma is uh, on yeah. sins. No, no, no. It's, the, if you confess our sins, sins,
0: sins yeah. comma, yes, he is faithful. Yes. yes, so." so when they were writing the rules of writing scripture, or rather the original language mm-hmm. scripture was written in, there was no comma. It's an English word, comma. Mm. It's English. Mm. It's an English rule of writing. Okay. Mm. So remove the comma. Read that place again.
1: Mm, where am I? Verse,
0: eight. verse nine? nine. Okay. Verse
1: nine. Yeah. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and we will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness.
0: So what is it saying? Our sins is he. Now if, from the message here, hmm. it doesn't even have the comma. It's put hyphen to show you or to explain to you what it is talking about. Hmm. If we if we admit our sins, hyphen, simply complain about them, hyphen, he. In English, when you put hyphen, you're explaining what you're saying,
1: right? We are adding, like, giving a point. A point to what you were saying
0: earlier, yes. So the sins is he who is what faithful and just to forgive our sins. Okay. So, let us see again. Second Corinthians 5
2: verse 21. Second Corinthians 5. 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Okay, so you understand
0: now what I'm talking about. Mm. So, God made him sin, who was without sin. So, you, you see now what we're talking about when we say, he is a sin. Mm-hmm. So, you want to confess sins, confess he. Because God has made him sin. I don't know if you get getting me. Mm-hmm. So, if you... It's either you are in the light That's one. And his blood is forever cleansing you, or continually cleansing you. Mm -hmm. Or, you are in those who are saying, I have no sin. And he doesn't dwell in you. Now, if you want to get out from those who are saying, I have no sin, the way to get out from them is to confess he. And then you join the people walking in the light. So, it changes you or translates you from that kingdom into the next one. And they don't have connection. So, the people in the life cannot come back and drag you and say, yeah, you are still owing us taxes. You don't owe them anything because Christ has paid everything. Mm -hmm. He didn't pay it with silver gold. No, he paid it with himself. So, he fulfilled the condition, over fulfilled the condition. And took you out of there. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So you can also go there. You can read Romans ten, verse nine and ten. You can read First John two, verse one and two, and twelve. And you can also read Ephesians four, verse thirty-two. Now, if you are truly born again, your appetite is not to continue sinning, but rather your appetite will be to reign. righteousness so some people are like no if you are saying that the righteous has no more sin that means you're giving them license to sin Mm. but that's not true Mm. if you are truly born again your appetite changes i mean you're a human being by nature you walk on your feet right do you have the urge to crawl on four? But you can still crawl on four, right? Mm-hmm. But that is not your default. That is not your nature. So now, as a believer, your nature, your default is no longer sin. Your default is righteousness. Because the righteous one lives in you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So that is your default, righteousness. So, the apostle asks you, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Mm-hmm. And he says, "What? Well, God forbid. Mm-hmm. it's not true. Because that is not our nature. The believer might do it. You know, from mm-hmm. from muscle memory, from being used to doing something like that. I mean, there, there are there are people who have some kind of issues and you find them crawling on all four. Like they, they can't stand up because their brain has been programmed like that, but it doesn't make them less of a human. You just do what you reprogram mm-hmm. the memory. Mm-hmm. So that's how it is. So our nature is no longer sin because we have been translated, we have been removed from there. So the nature is now righteousness. So that is the same for the believer. So the believer, quite alright, he can sin. There's no denying it. Right? Hmm. Because he has been doing that before he got born again. But that is not his nature anymore. And God does not see that sin. Because what? The blood of Christ continues to do what? Cleanse him. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Is it not beautiful? beautiful? So it is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. Amen. So, let us see. At salvation, your will died. It is now God that works in you, both to will and to do. I don't know if you got it. Mm. Your will or die. You don't have any will anymore. So it's not an argument of oh, are you saying God does not give free will anymore? Mm. No. The moment you died, you died. Christ took over. It is no longer you that lives but Christ that lives in you. That is to say even that will you have now is Christ. I don't know if you get it. Mm. Yeah. So it is God who is now in you, that works in you, both to will and to do. So the moment Christ entered you, or the moment Christ entered into you, you are sealed for salvation. That is why Jesus Christ said, that the ones you have given me... Oh, no, not not that place. Uh, Where was that? Let's see. I think it was in Hebrews. No, no, no. Okay, we'll find it. But let's continue. I I, I don't remember writing the scripture down. Mm-hmm. But it says, God is able to save to the uttermost. Do you remember the place?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so the moment Christ entered into you, you are sealed for salvation. Right? Mm-hmm. Sealed stamped, delivered. So you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise and you're waiting for the day of resurrection. So nothing, not even you can take yourself out of that saving, of, of that salvation. Nothing in scripture, on earth, under the earth, hmm. in heaven, anywhere, can take you out of his hand. So Christ is able to save to the uttermost. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So let's see... Uh, Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 12 to 15. Hebrews? Yes, chapter 10, 12 to 15. Let's see if that was the place I was looking for.
1: Um, we've been in Hebrews. I think it was in
2: Hebrews. Okay, Hebrews 10, 12 to 15. Ah, uh, yeah. But when, but when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sin, mm-hmm. he sat down at the right hand of God, And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. 14. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. 15. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says. Okay. Should I go? Yeah, continue. First, he says. This is the covenant I will make with them. After that time, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Seventeen. Then he adds their sins and, and lo- lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been and where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
2: So you
0: see, look I want mm-hmm. to understand he said that when he finished making the once for all sacrifice he did what he sat down mm, huh?
3: mm. it's for you to understand that the
0: work is finished
2: though mm. the work is done.
0: i mean you can't see that if you've not finished
2: mm.
0: you remember those old testament priests they kept on staying there and killing the goat until they finished killing all the sheep that was for the sacrifice right mm. but this priest he came. he made only one Huh? Those other ones they are doing every year, they, they kill some, right? But this one he did only one, and he sat down <laughs> because that one had already covered everything once forever towards perfection. That is to say, there's nothing more to add, nothing more to remove, there's nothing more to offer. I don't know if he's making sense. Yes, so he has perfected forever. And now, they prove. So, how do you prove that you have affected forever? Because you can say, okay, but how do we know? Yeah, how you know the Holy Spirit is witness. Mm. And as a witness, he's dwelling in you, he's dwelling in me as a believer. Mm. Witnessing that on that day, that day of the Lord, he will say, I am here. Mm? Mm. Yes, I I saw the day it happened. This guy is righteous and you go. I don't know if you get it. Mm. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit in you is the confirmation that Christ has finished the work. And he says in that ending part, there is no more offering for sin. Mm. You get it? There is nothing else to offer for sin. That is why he sat down. Work and finish. (laughs) Work and finish. Okay. So, and the Holy Spirit is the proof that the believer perfected forever. So in the Old Testament, they confessed. <laughs> right? They, they confessed, they came and they confessed their sin. The people, they put their hand on the sheep but they confessed their sin. Right? And it was enough for them. Uh, uh, rather, if it was enough for them, Christ would not have come. So confession was not enough. <laughs> The blood of sheep and goat was not enough. Keeping the law was not enough. Right? Mm -hmm. Had those things been enough, there's no use for Christ to come. Right? We would have continued to be doing those until even now, until after I come and go, until after my grandchildren come and go, they would still continue to be killing goats and sheep and confessing. Right? Mm -hmm. But it was not enough. That was why Christ had to come. And if you even look at it, Abraham was called righteous not because he kept the law, not because he confessed, but why? Because he believed in what? The promise of God. So why do you have that argument? Why do you have that issue with leave the confession, confess Christ? Why do you find it difficult to agree that or to accept that? Christ has finished the walk. Right? Mm-hmm. Abraham was there before Moses was, you know. But he was called righteous. Moses was the one that gave the law, was he you not? Know, mm-hmm. Did Abraham obey the law? Mm-hmm. Did Abel obey, obey the law? Enough, did they obey the law? So why are you having issues with them? Were they killing goat and sheep?
3: Mm-hmm. Ah.
0: These guys all believed in the promise of Christ. So why do you now that has more intelligence have issue with it? Hallelujah. Amen. So, if the blood of goats and the confession of sins had been enough, Jesus would not have died. So the blood of the goat or a sheep covered sin for one year. And yet people cannot believe that the blood of Jesus covers sin for even one day. huh hmm. yeah? Every time every one second you go back, ah God forgive me, I have sinned though. Mm-hmm. The moment you go out and tell somebody ah go to hell, ah you come back, ah God, I told someone to go to hell, forgive me. Ah yeah yeah yeah, the blood of a of God. <laughs> Let's go that. Way. The blood of God cannot cover sin for even one second. I mean, what kind of blood is that one then? If God were doing it for one year, why can't the blood of God do it forever? Even for one second it can't do it. How? Where did they get this information from? <laughs> uh, me, I grew up on that, on that, on that uh, stomach purging food also. That was how I grew up. I mean, every time we were looking for sanctification, we were never sanctified. We were always looking for sanctification. Every
2: time. You have to go to confession. Yeah, yeah. you
0: confess. You <laughs> confess. You pray to be to sanctified. If it's a was a sanctification, as if it is your work. Mm. So if, Salvation is not your work; it's the work of Christ.
2: Confess your sin, my son. Confess your sin.
0: So, there is therefore now a conclusion. There is therefore now no condemnation. Let us see John five verse forty-five to forty-seven. John five. Forty-five to forty-seven. For 5, 4, 7.
1: Okay, for 5, 4, 7? Yes. Okay. But do not think I'll accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. Mm. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. Okay. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? <laughs>
0: So, in Christ, there is no accusation. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: He has already told you, I'm not the one accusing you.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. It is even that Moses on whom you trust is that the one that is accusing you. Because Mm -hmm. the law points to sin. Mm -hmm. The law is actually accusing you. He says, do not, do not, do not, right? For in the day you do this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. That is to say, he's telling you that this sin is there, this sin is there, this sin is there, this sin is there. If you do it, this is what is going to happen. But Christ didn't point to all those things. He only said what? Belief. Smith, so what goes words what? said that he has found that God wants us so badly that he made the criteria simple. Only belief. believe. You don't need to do not, do not, do, do, do. You don't need all those things. Only believe. Just one thing. So you find it hard to do that one thing, but you want to do the entire harmony, long list of the law. Ah. Huh? You want to keep your clothes like this. You want to walk like this. You want to talk like this. Which one is easier? Believe or do all those things. It's Just like right. saying, take my yoke upon you, for it is what? A light. It's, it's, it's easy. It's, it's very... mm? No, you want to carry the heavy one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. go on, carry. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
0: carry no. When you you get to heaven finally, you'll be, ah, I missed though Yeah, miss you,
1: miss. you missed. I that.
0: Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So there is therefore no condemnation. Mm-hmm. Just because does not condemn, the Holy Spirit never condemns because it is not in his ministry. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And with this, we'll come to the end of the, the study. topic for today. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Wow, it's amazing. It's powerful, actually. You know, it's just uh, one, another dimension of uh,
3: understanding righteousness you know, mm-hmm. in Christ. Because uh, many, many times we've... Um